Phil, that was Gary Gock. Uh, uh, very interesting guy. He's been around, has uh, certainly studied with a lot of people. Uh, his uh, pause, breathe, what was it? Pause, breathe, smile. Smile. PBS. Uh, so it, it's, uh, yeah, like from now on, when I hear PBS, I'll no longer think of public television. I'll think of uh, what he's saying, but it makes a lot of sense and it's uh, in tune with much of the mindfulness that uh, is so popular today. Yeah, well, you know, he's got the credentials. He studied with Thich Nhat Hanh, and, uh, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh was, is one of the great Buddhist representatives in our era. And uh, so he's got to take on mindfulness practice. He seems to be putting it into practical use for people in uh, the book, Pause, Breathe, Smile. I'm also looking forward to reading his uh, Idiot's Guide to Buddhism. No, no, you know, I'm no kidding. Those are really good books. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wanting to know more about beer at one time, and I, I don't drink a lot of it, but my cousin's a judge in beer competitions, so he gave me uh, an Idiot's Guide to Beer, and it was amazing. Beer, yeah, all the distinctions. I learned a tremendous amount. You know, yeah, not, not an expertise. And so it's always a good starting place. Um, yeah. His, his and, teacher, uh, yeah, go ahead. Pause, breathe, smile is, uh, you know, just even if you only know the title and remember, it's good advice. Absolutely. I also liked what he said about the difference between a feeling and an emotion. Oh, yeah. Um, a feeling yeah. is, I, what was it? I am, I feel mad. And an emotion is, I am mad. So my guess is you want to stay with the feelings. It, or was it the reverse? No, I'm pretty sure a feeling was I oh, feel okay. mad and uh, an emotion. You're more attached. You're more uh, engaged. If anybody's okay. listening and I got that wrong, please write in. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty pretty, pretty sure. Uh, well, that well, was, we'll I, I, I from Gary. Stuff, but I got that. Uh -huh. uh, and um, his teacher, uh, Vietnamese. And... Yeah. and uh, is the Vietnamese tradition of Buddhism uh, significantly different than the Chinese or the Thai or the Laotian? Uh, I, that's a good question. We should have asked Gary. From what I know, um, it takes on, uh, it has taken on different forms in all the places it traveled from its beginnings in India, or what's now Nepal. And, um, you know, like everything else, when something finds uh, a foothold in a new culture, it, it takes on uh, the certain qualities of that culture and its, its traditions and so forth. So obviously, the, the, the two most, uh, well, I guess up until recently, the two most um, well-known forms of Buddhism in, in the West were Zen from Japan by way of China and, um, and Tibetan Buddhism. And they're vastly different. I mean, Tibetan Buddhism and Zen, right. you know, it, it, it's like, uh, I don't know, I, I think of a comparison. It would be like um, if it was Hinduism, it would be, you know, the Bhakti movement of, uh, you know, the, the rituals and forms and deities uh, uh, compared to uh, the more austere 
uh, Advaita Vedanta. Well, well, if you compared Catholicism to Quakerism, which are both Christian, yeah, yeah, uh, a big, big difference, very stripped down. Um, the other thing that you, we were talking the other day, and you were reflecting on this idea of uh, spiritual but not religious. He, yeah. When I asked him about Buddhism and his religion or uh, Judaism or Christianity or any other religion, and he said, since there's no Godhead, uh, and really uh, not so much in the way of doctrine, um, that it's easy for him to stay in his Judaism and yeah. still do his Buddhism and feel like his Buddhism is encouraging and uh, uh, giving greater meaning to his Judaism. And he would say yeah. like Christianity or anything else, I think. And you and I have been hearing that from people for right. you know, 50 years who take up practices like and Vipassana meditation and, you know, different, you know, there's never been a guru or a, a Buddhist monk to come to the West and, and ask anybody to convert. They always tell them to stay, you know, be happy in your own religion and use these teachings to supplement and, and deepen. And that's, you know, that's one of the great uh, virtues of the traditions that came from the East and Buddhism's especially easy. Right. You know, it's, it, you know, it, you know, you don't have to think about, uh, I mean, it appeals to atheists. And, you and could even people. be an NBA coach like Phil Jackson. Yeah, that's Buddhist. right. But, but my experience has been my observation, as everybody knows, I was involved, in TM, been involved in TM for many years. It's the same thing as said, but for many people, uh, that movement, that technique, Buddhism in this case, does in many cases becomes the person's religion. Uh, even there, there isn't a Godhead or whatever. Uh, people, it becomes all absorbing, and it or it, it replaces what was their religion. It can, yeah. sure, it can. And, and and it has for many people, right. and so for some, most people, it do, it doesn't, and right. it's compatible. Or people, you know find compatibility. I know very devout Christians for whom uh, Buddhist practices have you know, deepened their relationship to Jesus and has made their uh, inner life richer and they, you know, they think of themselves as Christian Buddhists. You know, we even have a term for Jubus and, uh, and Hindus, you know, so this is go. not uncommon. Yeah, and, and I know from my experience with uh, the, the Trappist monks, I know and have known that it was very common in uh, those monasteries for sure. at least some, and in many cases, many of the men and women to uh, practice uh, Buddhist techniques and, and, and other TM and other techniques. They yeah. seem to be very open. There are other branches of Christianity that would not be as open to it. As oh, I'm no, sure they would probably you, get booted out. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me this, and uh, this is not a... Uh, I have not authenticated this story, but uh, a Lubavitch friend of mine, uh, 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 he's Hasidic, you know, obviously very Orthodox Jew. Uh, he said the uh, Lubavitch Rebbe at one point sent one of his people around uh, researching the different meditations that were out there and how huh. they might be utilized within, Bud uh, within Judaism, within the Lubavitch movement anyway. And, uh, which I, and, and I know the Lubavitch are very... Um, uh, interactive with the world. I just had a conversation with a gentleman who was a Lubavitch, and he was, you know, and they're open to religious Jews, non-religious Jews, even even non-Jews in, in their teachings. And we should have somebody on from 
that yeah. group. Uh, yeah. But I had my radio show. I interviewed a gentleman that wrote a book towards a meaningful life who studied, who was transcribed the lectures of the Lubavitch Rebbe. That would be an interesting one. But yeah. they were also very open to these practices. Yeah, uh, if they met some guys. Interesting. Yeah. I once saw, and and we should end this, but. Um, one of the more interesting evenings of my life, I was in Santa Monica in the summertime and a group of, uh, on the promenade where a lot of people are walking and all that, some Hare Krishna people started to uh, do their chanting and dancing and they were joined by some Hasidic Jews and they started chanting each other's stuff. It was the most interesting thing. Wow. So there you go. There you yeah, go. Talk about yeah. talk about interfaith. No, but I, I think um, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean, I'm surprised if they stood and actually chanted with them. But I think there is an openness, and and uh, different groups see themselves or aspects of their group in other groups. So uh, yeah. hopefully, there's more of that and less uh, division and uh, fear of one another. So yeah. Anyway, back to Gary Gock. Gock. Um, it was great to meet him, and uh, I was, I'm delighted that our friend Paul Chafee uh, recommended that we have him on, and we should get him back sometime and go a little deeper into uh, his understanding of Buddhist teachings. But it was great to have him talk about right. Thich Nhat Hanh <laughs> and uh, very practical stuff. Check out our interview with uh, Paul Chafee. Uh, yep. in our, 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 it's there. It's uh, there. At our podcast. Yeah, okay. Check. They all are. Probably about yeah. 150 now. I haven't counted recently. More, more. more. We're, yeah. we're going to hit 200 and then uh, declare victory. <laughs> no, declare enlightenment. Something. Okay. All right. Till next Good time. Deal.